It's not easy to replace a GOAT. Pressure check for Jordan Love. How will he do in his first year as a starter heading into his fourth year in the league? We'll tell you why we're optimistic next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru and none other than Mr. LSU himself, my guy, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, DP? The dynamic duo, baby. We still rolling into summer. We're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft, right? Whether that's roster, whether that's perspectives, whether that's philosophies, whether that's team management. But, DP, we've been applying that pressure, man. We've been applying heat checks, right? And we're going to go to this, what, is this the 2020 draft class? 2020 with Jordan Love, right? He's making his debut. We have Chase Young. This is his put up a shut up, shut up season. And then Isaiah Simmons, one of my favorite prospects to talk about, DP. I got a good feeling this is going to be a really good show, man. But, DP, well, go ahead. Let's kick this thing off, man. I want to start with Jordan Love, right? Replacing the A, Aaron Rodgers, number 12 for the Green Bay Packers, man. Jordan Love is stepping in. So, let's talk about it. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Yeah, replacing the GOAT is not easy, man. <laughs> Ask Mac Jones. It's not easy to replace a GOAT. You know what I mean? The, 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 uh... You're picking on Mac, man. You're picking on Mac. When you started this podcast, picking on Mac. Mac not even part of the lineup. We talked about Mac last week, man. You're just picking on Mac. I'm, I'm just calling. I'm just calling like it is. You, you, we, we are, we are, uh, you know, being honest here. So, Mac Jones, Jordan Love, these guys had replaced two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We know what that comes with, Ero- like enormous, enormous pressure. And you got to just kind of see what happens, man. And Jordan Love, like I think with him, it's like the pressure was throwing this young man. He didn't ask for this. Like he literally did not ask for this. The, the Packers drafted Jordan Love while Aaron Rodgers was still in the building. He was drafted in 2020. So Aaron Rodgers was still out there winning, doing his thing, right? He was still balling. And you drafted him instead of getting Justin Je- trying to get Justin Jefferson, moving up for Justin Jefferson, whatever, a receiver, what have you. And he hasn't played a lot, right? He hasn't played a, a, lot, of, a lot of football. And, and, you know, he's 70 completion. I mean, 70 dropbacks and 62 attempts in 2021. And then last year, only 21 attempts in 2022, right? And, and, and he came in, I think it was that, um, what game was that where he really had, um, was it the, oh, it was the Philly game where him and Christian Watson uh, kind of got cooking a little bit. You know, I think he stepped into that situation. But, man, re- like I said, replacing the goal is tough. And, and, and the pressure is all on. Because if Aaron Rodgers, uh, this, is, this is also the other part of this, guys. Aaron Rodgers go to New York. The Big Apple, that media market, and he's out there 
balling, right? And he's got the Jets with a winning record looking at the playoffs. All eyes are going to point it right back to the to the to the front office of the Green Bay Packers and be like, so what didn't you do that what what did you do that caused Aaron Rodgers to leave? And Jordan Love, the only way that you can counteract that is Jordan Love going out there, not playing like a goat, because that, that, I'm not asking him to do that, but just play winning football. Don't turn the ball over, make the right decisions, protect the ball, be accurate, do all of that, just be you, be Jordan Love and play at a, at a good enough level. Yeah, I, and I'll say this. I think he can do it. I'm I'm kind of somewhat – you know how they have these different um, these different apps coming out now that where you can buy, like, stock into the NFL player based on how they do. Like, yeah. I would buy some stock on Jordan Love because I think he's <laughs> going to play decent. I, I I do. I really do. I think he's going to play solid. And it's, and it's more so because of the pieces around him. Um, you know, Romeo Dobbs, who I, I think is okay, a solid wide receiver, but Christian Watson is going to come into his own. They went and drafted, what, two tight ends, I think? Two um, tight ends. Yeah, they drafted two tight ends. Luke Musgrave, who I had, is tight end one. So, obviously, I'm optimistic on that. Um, they have two running backs, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, right? Then you still have, um, what, the wide receivers they drafted this year. They drafted Jaden Reed, and then who was the guy that they snatched uh, up? Octavian Wicks. Octavian Wicks, what about guys? So, I, he, he's going to have plenty enough weapons, D.P., <clears throat> and I'll say this, in this LaFleur offense, right, this is uh, – it doesn't get enough – I don't even – credit is not even a word, but I don't think it gets labeled enough as a quarterback-friendly-ish yeah. type offense because they actually take more off, right? Like when, when you've seen LaFleur go down and ride this, you thought it was going to be the same thing with four wide wide receivers, you know, like a lot of 11 personnel or 10 personnel, but it's actually not that. It's, it it's, could be two backs on the field. It could be – two tight ends on the field. It could be under shot. I mean, under center, right. Handing the ball off to the running backs. Like I just finished while scouting. I was watching the Packers and Cowboys games. Like their offense was out of rhythm. They got back into the game by running the football with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So I think he's going to be protected enough to make some things happen. And then this is my second point. Um, DP is that watching Jordan love the arm talent was there. The mobility was there right out of Utah state. He just had a propensity, propensity, if that's the word. I'm trying to expand yeah. my vocabulary on this podcast, um, <laughs> but sometimes I get caught up a little bit. He had, he tend to mess up from time to time. That's that's how I'm gonna just say it, right? He in layman's terms, yeah, in layman's <laughs> terms, he would just throw interceptions, and it's like, George, what are you doing? Why did you do that? And I cannot remember what game it was, man. And it wasn't even a good, because you know sometimes, obviously, you know, Utah State, like we played him at LSU, and people ask yeah. me, like, oh, how was you playing Jordan Love? And it's like. I mean, I got to be fair to him, right? Like, we had 15 first-round draft picks, yeah, and they had none. You know what I'm saying? Except for him. Uh, so that, I can't I can't grade that. But I can't remember what game it was I was watching DP, watching him going into the draft. And he threw back-to-back pick sixes, I think, on, like, the same exact route on the same exact play to the same exact person. And I'm like, Joe, this is tough you can't do, man. What are, what, are, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. So – if you just limit the mistakes, which that's why I talked about the LaFleur offense, which I think can, I think he'll be okay. And like we we, yeah. we continue to talk about, okay, he's not a Hall of Famer, but is he a solid quarterback, right? Like if you're the Green Bay Packers with this offense, would you take Derek Carr? You know what I'm saying? Would, would you would you take that caliber quarterback? Would you take Dak Prescott, who, you know, while he threw a lot of interceptions last year, the year before he threw 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So would you take that? You know what I'm saying? So maybe you're not getting one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever walk the earth, but with this support system, I'm in hope that he's going to be solid. No, I, 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 I'm i in lockstep with you. I'm optimistic too, Keith, because off of everything you said and me just looking at those weapons, 
adding, you know, with Romeo Dobbs and, and Christian Watson, the two big athletic guys on the outside, that's going to absolutely stretch the field. And I truthfully, it's like defense is really going to have to pick their poison. And I expect them to pick the one that they know is a given is, well, they can run the football. So they're going to try probably try to take the run game away, right? Because I wouldn't be surprised if Matt LaFleur, like I said, this, this, this uh, QB-friendly system, I wouldn't be shocked, Keith, guys, if he, he treats it like handling a rookie, right? And what do you see what they typically do with rookies? Run game, play action, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and stuff like that. Play, he should be just a four-year rookie, right? He ain't <laughs> play no football, so they should treat him like a rookie. <laughs> no, 100, 100%. So it's like if you treat him with, the, with that type of game plan, that structure, where it's bootlegs and all that, because that's what that offense does. The stretch game, bootlegs off of it, stuff like that. Defenses are going to roll that safety down. Keith, you know that strong safety will come out into the box. Like, yep, Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, we can't let you guys get comfortable, because if you get comfortable, that means this young man's going to get comfortable. And that's yeah. where things for him is going to be on his shoulders. Like, all right, if you're going to do that and give me one-on-one, you're going to go middle of the field uh, close with that single high safety, I got to take my shot when I got it one on one with Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. Now Dubs, Dubs got to catch the ball. You know that that's that's his biggest thing is you know he's got to catch the ball. But I, I love the potential of what we could see when they do bring in Dontavian Wicks, when they do bring in Jaden Reed, and give him those route runners that can win quickly, especially Reed because Reed can play in the slot too. So and then of course those two tight ends, man. I think he I think Luke Musgrave could potentially be his best friend in this offense. Yeah, so we, we look. He, so Jordan Love is set up, you know what I'm saying? And that's why we're talking about pressure. We're talking about heat check. We, I, so we agree, right? That we think Jordan Love, he has the pressure on him, but we think that he's going to show up and make some plays at DP. Man, we got to keep this thing going, man. But we're about to go to the defensive side of the football, indeed. The Chase Young for the Washington Commanders, man. He's the number what, number two overall pick, 6'5, mm-hmm. 260. Checks all the boxes, but. We haven't seen a lot of production out of Chase Young. So we want to get into that next, man, because this is a heat check for him because the commanders have shown what? They have no problem with drafting a defensive lineman. So you can best <laughs> believe if this upcoming year there's a top defensive lineman like a Jared Verse or a JTT or Malu, they don't mind drafting them at all. So coming up next, man, let's get into this Chase Young prove it year. Guys, go ahead and make a fast break to FanDuel during these NBA Finals and NBA Playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. You heard me correct, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. From personal experience, what do I love about betting on FanDuel? You get great promotions every single day, a variety of options, and there's a flavor for every taste bud. Uh, In terms of the app, it's safe, secure, and super easy to use, guys. I'm telling you right now, no stress, no mess. It's easy to use, and it's safe and secure. It's all as well as getting paid instantly. I want to get my money, and I I want my money. I want it now. If I won 2000 I want it right away. There's no better place to bet on all the NBA playoff action than America's number one sports book. And and so what you want to do is go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's a prove it year for Chase Young. Down, up, not even down because I'm in South Carolina. Up in D.C. Yeah, DP. I, I'm, I'm, and I put my hand up to stop because you got straight to it, right? Like if you look at the tickers, those of you on YouTube, <laughs> ticker, DP was no straight game. to it. He said, time to prove it. No fifth-year option. So we're going to just jump straight in. That that the Washington commander said, no, we're not doing that. So, DP, I want you, you to give your perspective 
on that and how does Chase Young matriculate that and move forward with no fifth-year option? They already made the, the decision on him. Yeah, I think for him, he, he needs to play with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, it's time for him to – it's time for his game to mature and because and, and, his game is still formulated like a college rusher where, okay, I'm bigger, stronger, more athletic with longer arms than the Big Ten tackles, and that's fine in the Big Ten. But now you're in the league, in the league uh, of men, a man's game, where these are the Lane Johnson. And you in the NFC East, you got to see the Lane Johnsons of the world. I remember watching Lane Johnson spike Vaughn Miller into the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like that, when you're dealing with these type of like these these technically refined and just these high IQ tackles, you got to have more than just the physical tools. Now, of course, Chase Young has been hurt too, right? I think it was an ACL tear, if I remember correctly. But in, in 2020 was his best year. Rookie season, six sacks, uh, six hits, QB hits, 30 uh, pressures, and he had five forced fumbles, right? Now, 2021, two sacks, five hits, 17 pressures, and two forced fumbles. And then last year he only had he only played 114 snaps while before getting hurt. But even then, oh, you know, in that 114, no sacks. Was he hurt that second year with the two sacks? I'm not. He I'm might just... his. I think so. His snaps, his snap uh, share de- decreased. So I'm about to look at the game. Okay. Yeah. Quick. No. No. And I was yeah, asking, he definitely did. Yeah. He missed some he games. Got hurt. Okay. So you're talking about back to back injury years, and and you know, like this being a common theme with the last episode that we filmed, right? Like these injuries, man, they get a hold of these players, and you have to think, man, going 2020, right? Where you talk about making that transition, and that's why you feel optimistic because you like, and and that's what I think is like, man, they really put the pressure on him because. Rookie year, especially your general manager, you draft the number two overall pick and you come out of there with seven and a half sacks, you feel pretty good about your selection, right? right? And then the next year he's injured, the year after that he's injured. But I don't know, maybe that's me, right? I'm still holding on to what it was outside of the injuries. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. they declined the fifth year option. So that that like is that makes you wonder, is there something there much more than just you know what I'm saying? The um the injury situation, but because I, I would say this, but I, you hear nothing but glowing and positive things about Chase Young. But yeah. I think that's crazy because when you're talking about an edge rusher, especially an edge rusher of his potential caliber, right? The potential is through the roof, and just to have him under contract for a fifth year, you know what I'm saying, would would be really good. But I, maybe they just didn't even want to take that shot or go down that road. No, and it's probably because it's like like I was talking about, you know, just how his game is. Hit the rush, no rush plan. And, and Keith, you know, we, we've seen, you know, rushes who have a plan and who don't. By the time you get to that second, maybe third step, you can see a guy who's like literally f- like just winging it, like on the fly, just kind of they don't know what they're going to throw at the, at the tackle. And it's like by the time you realize you, you're okay, now I'm going to throw something at him, the tackle's like, oh, yeah, I've already won. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm already in my set. I'm already at the t- apex. You're at the apex of your rush. It, it's too late to throw something at me now. You you give me no head fakes, no jab steps, no nothing, and now I could just shoot my punch, stonewall you, get hands on, latch, and lock you out. And that's what you see. You see a lot of, like I said, being in from the South, being from South Carolina. We I remember our defensive coach will always tell tell our defensive lineman, "Don't let me catch you chicken fighting. Don't get stuck on blocks. You know what I mean? I want I want to see your hands active. I want to see your hands displacing, dislodging his hands. Get free, reduce surface area, reduce his hitting area. Don't give him a big target." Chase Young does every bit of that. Like everything that our defensive line coach would tell us not to do, Chase Young does every single part of that. So it's like you want to just see him 
develop that that plan. But I'm gonna tell you, it, you know what it reminds me of? What the Giants? He's got to look across the across the division at Daniel Jones and be like, all right, I need to have a Daniel Jones type of year at edge rusher. Because remember, the Giants didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth year option, and right. then he played well enough to where it's like, crap, we gotta well, pay this money. All right, I, I I feel what you're saying. But Daniel Jones ain't really do nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I said it. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Right? They gave him 40 million. I don't think Jack McKesson's going to like the fact that you said that. I had to say it, man. He ain't really do nothing. Right? That that money should be in Saquon Barkley's pocket right now. <laughs> I had to say it, DP, on this podcast, man. But listen, I, I do agree with you. I don't Sam. disagree. <laughs> From a public perception standpoint and everything else, he has to be productive enough in big time moments, make some plays so that way, um, you know, they can go ahead and if you go out there, get ten, eight to ten sacks, Keith, and three, four, four fumbles, and 40 pressures. They're like, oh man, all right, we didn't pick up his fifth year option, did we? No, we didn't. Like, we gotta figure this out. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta pay it like. We got to pay him right now because I think since they didn't pick up the fifth year option, this, this is, is last his year. last. Oh, yeah. He goes out there and balls out this year. You're going to get a bag from somebody, right? Like, you're going to get a bag, whether it's from whether the Washington Commanders, who they drafted KJ Henry, and what I think, like the fourth, fifth round, yeah. like they, they threw somewhere in there. So they drafted KJ Henry, who we really liked coming out of, out of Clemson, right? So another kind of toolsy rusher. But if they say, you know what, we are not going to give you the bag. For one healthy season, right? And they say they let him walk. Say, or they franchise tag him. I don't know what the tag number is right now, so I can't quote you on that they'll do it. But if they did that and just kind of tag him to where a, it, it entices a team to just make a trade, right? So if you a contender team and, and, and you say, you know what? I'll give you a second round pick for Chase Young because we already been in the playoffs multiple years, right? You know what I'm saying? The Jacksonville Jaguars become one of the top, one of those top six teams in the AFC. You absolutely go pair a Chase Young with a Josh Allen and and kick Trayvon Walker inside, and now you're able to get after whoever's you, whoever you're playing. So he's got to go out there and understand that this is his time to secure a bag, whether it's with Washington or with another team. Yeah, he he just had to get the job done, man. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to a healthy Chase Young because uh, I, I liked him coming out of college, and you like what he can be, right? Like you you like they they don't make guys this rare you know what i'm saying with, with just this ability and everything moving forward so he played like I, no, real quick he played like like this, this is what you can't do because I, I think this was what last year he played he he played like three games towards the back end and like i said no sex like no yeah. sex you got you got to you got to ball out you got to ball get out home. he has to get home especially because they're gonna look at it with the help that he has with the ron Payne and jonathan yeah um, so he who they, he who they paid both of those guys yeah, they pay, they pay both of those guys. So, man, DP, let's keep this train moving, man. Like I said, we're going to talk about one of my – the one prospect I like talking about, man, and that is the Arizona Cardinals from Clemson. Um, we're just going to call him versatile defender because we don't know what position he plays, and that's Isaiah Simmons. We're going to get into Isaiah Simmons, have the conversation about him, and, uh, yeah, the, another heat check prospect where the pressure's on him to deliver. Keith, I got one question. Will the real Isaiah St- uh, Simmons please stand up? Eminem said it best. Like, can the real Isaiah Simmons stand? I don't know what in the world to do with Isaiah Simmons at this point in his career right now. This is the real Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons <laughs> told y'all at Clemson what he was. He told y'all. Isaiah Simmons didn't lie to y'all. If you watch the film, <laughs> he showed you exactly what he was. Now, the question is this. 
That's on y'all if y'all thought he was going to be something different. He played college football at a high level at Clemson, right, against all of that. And he did exactly what he's doing in the NFL, and that's being around the football, you know what I'm saying, and, and just playing in different positions. But now, all jokes aside, let's let's get deep into this conversation, DP, because um, what we are are talent evaluators, right? Like, we, we live, eat, sleep, breathe, this type of stuff. Yeah, every great athlete doesn't make a great football player. And, DP, I'll bring in the example that I have, right, with, with – um, with with LSU and I repeat this once again every great athlete doesn't necessarily convert to a great football player um at LSU we had we had a multitude of players right we had Grant Delpit right we had Jacoby Stevens we had Kerry Vincent um and I can continue to go we had Eric Monroe I can continue to go down a list of of safeties that we had but this was the issue that you came into and not saying that anything with these particular guys but you get into these such role-specific players that they only can play in one situation. You know what I'm saying? And then now you're left with the rest of the defensive players trying to compensate for that. Now, this is the and then this is the other issue with this. If Isaiah Simmons was a third-round pick, this wouldn't be as big of a deal, right? Because Isaiah Simmons, truthfully, is probably some sub-nickel, linebacker, hybrid-type football player. But because he's your top-five pick, DP, you can't pull up PFF or you can't pull up any of these snap share counts and he's only playing 30% of the snaps, right? We can't have that out of our top five pick. So they're consistently trying to put Isaiah Simmons on the field and make him an all-around football player, but that wasn't necessarily what he did. The the NFL, you're talking about much more high-level quarterbacks, right, than what there is in the ASCC. You're talking about, you know, defensive, I mean, offenses and, you know, offensive coordinators and everything else. So they're going to scheme stuff up to put Isaiah Simmons in complex situations. Like, yeah, can he play safety and roll down in coverage and make a tackle? Yeah, he can do that. But now the question is this. If I isolate him, put some people in motion, right, can he play safety and cover people 20, 30, 40 yards down the fields on corner posts or post corners or circle routes or pivot routes or things like that? And that's where you get in trouble because, like, okay, he doesn't necessarily cover like a safety. Now, if I put him in a box, can he run from sideline to sideline? Sure. But when I do ISO, I run power directly at him. Is he going to take on that fullback, fill a hole, and then make the tackle? We don't know about that. So the issue right. is that when they drafted Isaiah Simmons in comparison to with the versatility that he, you know, would provide as a player. Yeah, no, I think with him, Keith, like <clears throat> you, you, when you think about what he was at, you know, like you said, he was, he did everything at Clemson, right? He played stack backer, edge rusher, strong safety, free safety, nickel corner. He did all of that stuff, right? But he never had a, I remember there was a graphic. I think it might've been from PFF with him coming into that draft where they listed out the number of snaps he played at every position his final year at Clemson, and it was all over the place, right? And then when you get to a place like, and dear God, you get to a place like the Arizona Cardinals where they've done it time and time again with multiple defenders, especially defensive players, that are versatile and they don't know what to do with him. Deion Buchanan is kind of a throwback name for those who remember him. He was a safety. They drafted and they, they they coined the phrase, money backer so they turn him into a linebacker that didn't really work out that well to, to be honest with y'all and then you know of course Hassan Reddick he was a stack they, they you know they play him at stack backer like the first three years of his career and that final year he switched to edge rusher and said oh man the light bulb yeah no that's what he is he's an edge rusher Keith I would say this the one position I think if they played him from there from the jump I feel like he could have developed well would have been strong safety 
Yeah, and that, I, that's you know, who he should have been. But they they drafted him as a linebacker, right? Now I'm gonna tell you so that they drafted him as linebacker. Then let me tell you the next issue they did when they doubled down and drafted Javon Collins because Javon Collins had similar type of flaws, right? They've changed. They've changed his his position to edge now, Keith. Thank you. So like you see what I'm saying to where it it wasn't like the Patrick Queen and and um and them going get man what, what's our guy. Yeah, go and get Roquan where you have two complimentary pieces. They almost put the same thing next to him, and it's not working defensively. So, DP, I, I think that that's a really good point that you make with uh, with Isaiah Simmons. And so I'll, I'll say this, man. If you ask me, you know, we're talking heat check, you know, what will he do? I think we're probably going to get similar things out of Isaiah Simmons, but maybe a change of scenery would be best for him. So then that way the pressure is off of, you know, him being with the franchise that drafted him in the first round. He can just go play the role that he needs to play as a football player. No, our, one of our, our colleagues here at the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, our guy Christopher Carter, who hosts the uh, Locked On Steelers, I think it's Locked On Steelers pod. Um, he actually just did a podcast uh, two days ago where he talked about the potential trade possibility for the Steelers looking at Isaiah Simmons. And Keith, I'm going I'm, to I'm I'm throw out a name. It's not He's not with the Steelers, but he's in the same, same uh, division. In terms of the mold, the mold and model that you want to use to to get the best Isaiah Simmons, Kyle Hamilton. You know, he's just he's a differences. He's the actual athlete that we thought Kyle Hamilton was supposed to be from how he played on tape at Notre Dame. He's got that actual athleticism, but you play him just like that, tight ends, because that's why they drafted them and played them at linebacker. Keith, the year that they, the year before. The season before they drafted Isaiah Simmons, the Arizona Cardinals ranked 32nd, I think 31st or 32nd in the league versus opposing tight ends. Tight ends was whooping them like they owed them money that entire season. And they was like, we got to find a way to fix this. So they drafted Isaiah Simmons. Don't get me twisted. It helped. It absolutely helped. But you're playing the guy at a position where you don't allow him to develop because you moved him from inside linebacker or stackbacker to edge, then back to stackbacker. Then you put him at nickel. It's just like you had him listed at corner. You know what I mean? I think there was week one last year against Patrick Mahomes. You got that man out there against Travis Kelsey in, in the slot. That's a terrible matchup. And Mahomes was like, barbecue chicken. You know what right. I mean? You hit him with that shack, barbecue chicken. Like it was just a, it was a done deal. So I think Kyle Hamilton from the Baltimore Ravens, the way that the Ravens, uh, not how they use him at, at the beginning of the season, but how they start using him after the first couple weeks. Where he's more closer to the box, he's dropping off in coverage. He's like a ro- a rover type of a uh, hybrid defender. I think that is the best way to to really uh, get the best out of Isaiah Simmons. So he doesn't, he's not a bust because right now he looks like a bust. Yeah, and I'll, I'll even throw out another comparison, and, and this is more brothers, and they they get my I get their names confused, but the Edmonds brothers, right? Because you have some oh, that's, yeah. that's linebackers, you have some that's safe, safety hybrids, like the the linebacker, the brother who that's a safety Tremaine. hybrid. Right? Yeah, oh they, no, that's a yes, that's Tremaine. I think that's Tremaine, Tremaine, I, Tremaine, I, I get Tremaine, confused. Terrell, Tremaine, I'm, I'm confused now. Tremaine. Yeah, but yeah, the Edmonds, the Edmond brother that plays strong safety and rolls into the box. I think Tremaine. that's a good role for him too. No, I, I agree. Like I said, at the end of the day, guys, I think, Keith, I think we've said this on the pod before. At the end of the day, you know, you know my slogan, draft with a plan. Don't draft prospects and you don't know what you're going to do with them. Like, that's, that's, that's like, oh, yeah, I, you, give me, you give me a lot of money and I have no plan. for. No, I'm trying to invest. I'm taking care of student loans. I'm taking, I'm taking care. Of, I got a whole plan if you want to give me a million dollars. But don't get, don't, don't draft prospects 
and just don't know what you're going to do with them, how you're going to deploy them. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, you said, you always said that situations matter, man. You know what I mean? If I say Simmons went to the, to the New England Patriots, the Bill Belichick, matter of fact, Bill Belichick just drafted a guy very similar to him. And Marte, Mar, Mar, is it Marte Mapu? Or Mapu Marte. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Out of Sacramento State, Karen rave reviews out of uh, OTAs and stuff for him. The right defensive mind can utilize him. Jonathan Gannon is there uh, as the head coach. They said they moved, they moved him to safety this year for the 2023 season. Again, my question, you answered the question. I'm going to still leave the question because I don't know the answer. Will the real Isaiah Simmons please stand up? But, guys, listen, as always, man, we appreciate y'all for tapping in with us uh, and, and joining us on today's fun show. Get, you know, I said pressure check. And we may have a couple more of these to go because there's still some other guys that have not lived up to the hype coming into the draft that we might want to touch on uh, from from variety of drafts over the last uh, five to seven years. So we're we going to tap into more of that, guys. But as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you, you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. We appreciate you all for getting locked in with us first thing in the morning. Uh, you know what we tell you, your family, but you're our everydayers. We love and, uh, we love and appreciate you for all the support. Uh, in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.